could could you count down uh, the number of people currently at your house? Zero. Tim. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. You guys make Tim come to every episode? We do. We do. He's <laughs> exhausted. In Sweden, he has to come. He like he has to be there when Thomas for for to match up for Thomas's editing. He has to be there, and, and we don't even let him talk other than just to. He must have a lot of frequent flyer miles. <laughs> His contract is not easy for him to get out of. He's not happy about it. You are listening to the 148th episode of the SSEU podcast. We are the internet's number one weekly podcast for blind horses jumping <laughs> off roofs, intelligent toilets, and counting. You can find us on most podcast delivery machines, Twitter, and on patreon.com forward slash pod. I'm a bit confused as to how to proceed with this episode since we lose approximately 60% of the content since Ryan Haber Interrupter is off today. Uh, We'll just have to do our best, Uh, but I guess I should should introduce those of us who actually are here, those of us who bothered to show up (laughs) to record today. I am Thomas, Dr. and Swede, as always, joined by my co-host from Austin, Texas, the new spokesperson for crypto, Crypto.com. Jump on the crypto train while it is hot, everyone. Ryan Kinney. Hello, Ryan. It can, it can only go up from here. Um, so about that weekly, um, we're a weekly podcast. So I looked this up. There's this uh, website called podbay.fm where it kind of gives summaries of podcasts it tells you how often they come out it tells you a little bit about the podcast so we're on there um I it says we come out every this. 16 days it says we're an every 16 day podcast well that's pretty good <laughs> that doesn't sound accurate that, that's almost that's almost bi-weekly <laughs> every podcast is bi you just have to figure out if it's bi-weekly or by by monthly by monthly. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. Also joining us today, even though even though we have attempted to replace him with all sorts of people the past few months, uh, he is backed by popular demand. It is our resident poet and rapper, Flag. Hello, Flag. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to be back. You I are thought you so guys happy. had kind of matured. You'd, you'd moved on to famous bulwark contributors and writers, and uh, you, don't, you don't need... You know, lonely, right, so, lonely I mean, professors. We, did, we we didn't even get one of the famous bulwark people to replace you. We got Ben Parker, who's <laughs> essentially an unknown bulwark. What are you editor. talking about? I heard the I heard the George Will episode. That was excellent. Hey, Haberman kept interrupting him, <laughs> and George Will is mystified. He was like, "What? Don't I get to talk? I'm being paid good money to be on the show." I think I yeah. fell asleep. There was just way too much baseball talk on that episode. I can't imagine what George Will. George Will, the, the recent podcast episodes I've heard him has gotten a little more cranky. I can't imagine what he, the way he would react to Chris. You know. <laughs> well, there was that one awkward moment when George Will told Haberman to suck his balls. <laughs> that's, that's just not the kind of thing you expect him to say, but that's what you get from us. We can... We we bring out we bring out the true uh, personality of our guests. I couldn't believe you, did, you guys didn't bleep that too. 
let it let it out there. I, I think there is a great need for America to hear its greatest thinkers uncensored on air. Yes, I would agree. And see them uncensored as well. We're yeah. we're trying that <laughs> next. And who who better to bring out the uncensored thoughts and feelings than Haberman? The worst, the best. Passion. Um, he brings the, out passion. The brings out passion in people. He doesn't himself bring passion, but he brings out the right. passion in others. But he can, yes, he does stir it. Well, I mean, it was interesting uh, for this episode. We're like, oh, well, Ben is fun. Uh, Flag is fun. Let's ask them to come on. And then we ask Ben, and Ben is just like, what, in the afternoon? I have work. And I'm like, what, what, what do you call this? Yes, that's what we're, we're at, your job uh, <laughs> as the... As the guest host in training, Ben is guest. Some people host have no dedication, still. no work ethic. Yeah, our executive producer is here. He shows up. Yeah, with like you know training six minutes, time. six minutes notice. Where is the the rest of the flags? The the flags? Yeah, let's call them that. All the yeah. So this is a, a rather unique experience. I'm home alone for a few days. My wife is uh, teaching in ohio right now my daughter maggie is off at summer camp on lake george and my son just went on a high school trip to germany so germany. for the next few days i'm alone in my house with my dog and my thoughts you mentioned that you're home alone have have you seen your pesky outside your house like staking it out <laughs> Joe Pesky. You know I Joe mean, Pesky from Home Alone. The, the, I'm not familiar bandits. with that actor. Really short. Did, did he just pass away? I don't think so. Uh, I think him and Danny DeVito are both alive. No, so far as I know, people are leaving leaving, uh, leaving the house alone. I'm undisturbed thus far. You do have a really great guard dog. Yeah, she's on, the, mean, on, the, on the prowl, on the patrol constantly, so... At, at least size-wise, size do you say 50 pounds or something like that? Yeah, medium size. But but she does seem really sweet. Like, how, would, you, would she how do you act- weigh a dog? How do you know how much a dog weighs? <laughs> you hey, go, I have a dog. I have no idea how much he weighs. You know, I mean, you hold a, the dog. Oh, okay. Try to if curl. I can curl it. <laughs> this feels like about what I would normally curl when... You know, when I went to the gym like 10 years ago. Or you could also punch it and see how far it moves. <laughs> I, I, and and I do know the exact force of each of my punches. Um, yeah. So my wife's parents' house is being remodeled, renovated right now. Um, just a lot of work being done. So they're staying at an Airbnb. Her dad had knee replacement surgery. Um, and so they use this as like a chance to just like get them out. Um, and her sister's just having a bunch of work done. And... But they have tons. They have cats and dogs, and so I've been going over there three times a day to, you know, just take care of the animals. Well, they have one dog that it's she's uh, her name's Coco. She's 14 years old. Um, she's blind. She's deaf. Well, I'm told she also has heartworms. That it, she's just not having a great time. And you, so you've both been told of, you, you haven't checked. I. I, I, I like tried to, I did try to check for heartworms, but I guess I, I had went, I tried both. I didn't know whether you go through the front or the back to, to get to the heart. It's definitely the back. So the dog is kind of like in the, in, it just kind of, you know, with no one around during the day, cause I, I can, I can only be there so much. Like she's just kind of sitting in a corner and with so much work being done, they were just worried about her and so both of rose's parents told me like multiple times well she needs to be taken in 
and probably put to sleep. And so they kept asking me to do it. Rose's dad would call me several times a day asking me to do it. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to have to be the one to take the dog in to get put to sleep. But I also understand if it's going to be better for it. And so I finally agreed. All right, I'll do it. I took it around to some places and I called some places. Everywhere you need a you need an appointment for this. It's not just like uh, they thought I was just going to be able to walk in and like, hello, I have a walk in kill. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's not how, how it works. And so. After it was something I didn't want to do anyway. And so I made an appointment for like two. the closest appointment was like two weeks out. And so I made an appointment for one. And I just said, at this point, I'm just going to take the dog. They they don't want it here at, at the at the house where nobody is. I'm just going to take it to our house. I'm just going to put it in our backyard for now. And I'll just take care of it if they want me to keep the appointment. Because apparently what happened was Rose's mom kind of like changed her mind. I guess she expressed that she kind of felt bad that uh, I was taking Coco to be killed, to be, you know, put to sleep. And the rest of the family somehow got it in their head that without being asked or without anybody asking me, I just showed up, kidnapped the dog and decided <laughs> I was going to just like have it put down. And so Rose like informed me. Like, You're like Dr. Kaborkin of the yeah <laughs> that that there was this whole dust up in a in a thread with her siblings and other family members that Ryan just took the dog and just took it to get put to sleep and and now and uh, and they they had this whole idea that neither of Rose's parents even knew about it and so you know I, I posted an Instagram story like uh, kind of refuting their claims if you if you look at the if you look at the tape the the video camera footage of what happened you'll see ryan trying to scan the dog with a fire stick (laughs) hoping that the self-addressed envelope will come that he could put the dog in the envelope and it would just go and that and it didn't fit it didn't (laughs) and so listeners of this show uh, of course know of ryan's let's say violent history with dogs so i mean how how can you how can you blame them for think i mean it's a pretty likely scenario yeah just like i will i I mean yes i will beat up a dog but (laughs) only if it deserves it i mean you everybody knows a dog that deserves a good beating now and then wait so where's the dog right now Oh, somebody else, uh, one of the other family members uh, found out, oh, no, it's not dead. Like, I have it in my backyard. <laughs> they have other dogs, and they, like, came in from San Antonio and was like, oh, well, I'll just take it. It's like, kind of weird if the dog is if the dog is blind and deaf. That seems mm-hmm. like the only kind of dog you could you could leave with workers all day. Like that <laughs> yeah, would be the I, one, I, the I, one I, benefit of having that dog would be yeah. that you could have all sorts of shit done this to your is, house, and it would. This is care. a good point. It's not going to freak out. She she would have been just fine. You know, she just she's got her corner, and uh, she, what, it, what? I, I was showing up every day putting her food where it always was. Right. She would she could feel like I would have to like tap on the ground uh, near her bowl to like, let her know I was putting the food in there. She could feel the vibrations. She'd get up and come on over there. Her smeller was still working. She, her, her smeller was still top notch. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what, what was the beginning of this story? They moved out of the house because of the, the work being done and, and they just left the pets behind. 
No, it was always I had told them uh, because he they moved out because he was in the hospital after his knee replacement. He was going to be in the hospital for like three days. Um, and so they first initially they got a hotel that was like right next to the hospital for Rose's mom and her younger sister that still lives with them. And it was always agreed that I was going to be showing up to I volunteered to like um, come by and take care of the pets uh, however long they're going to be gone. That was no okay, so so they didn't just abandon them, and then no. and then realize that oh someone is okay. Well, <laughs> no, that... no, it wasn't like that. It was just eventually the concern became about for some reason they they started getting concerned, especially her dad, and he was and her dad had been wanting to take Coco to get put to sleep for quite a while, and he he and her mom knows that it needs to be done, and kind of always like you know talked him out of it and so this was a chance with her not being there and i even brought the dog over to say goodbye to her i stopped by the airbnb with the damn dog in the back of my car and i was like oh well here's coco you know let me bring her over you guys can see her and say bye to her and so they all came out petted it gave it like kisses even though it's a filthy dog it's outside all the time it's just i wouldn't put my face anywhere near it they act like I did like a Tom Cruise, like I, I repelled from, you know, the roof into the backyard and and just like snatched it. So so what, what we have learned here from this story is that Ryan gets along as well with people as he does with animals. <laughs> Transition flag. I actually thought that uh, you should do the honors. I figured at first I can read it, but no one will understand what I'm saying. Because of my accent. So someone else should read it. That's why you host, is because no one understands what you can say. I host because I'm the marginally more organized. Boy, like, you could even, you're even selling yourself short with marginally on that one. (laughs) One of our regular segments on this show is that we read the reviews that come in for it on iTunes and Spotify and in other places. And we figure that this week, since Flag is with us, uh, Flag, how about you read uh, the most recent review uh, that has been submitted? Sure. So we got June 21st, 2022. Well, uh, sub, sub 610 bourbon. Mm. Tentative yet insightful cultural critique work from three gifted minds with all the cutting edge stories and insider horse narratives from every sorted corner of Western entertainment news. Spot on. Uh, thank you to, what do you say? Sub Pennsylvania 16. Bourbon. 610 Bourbon. 610 is Pennsylvania area code. Where in Pennsylvania? Okay, don't, don't, don't go outing our listeners here now. I'm going to dox them. Say it I mean, how many people with this, how many people could there be with a 610 area code? I don't know what he's talking about. Do you guys talk about horses a lot? I don't remember the all the horse talk. Okay. Well, thanks for keeping up. Yes, we did become. We are a we are a horse counting podcast about bridges. Transition. A recent uh, story uh, was submitted again by friend of the show Timothy Lewis. Uh, this one is uh, from the Daily Mail. Uh, which, of course, means that the, we don't even need to fact check this. This is probably true. They've got accents. You don't have to fact check. The title of the story is Vladimir Putin's bodyguards 
collect his excrement on foreign trips and take it back with them to Moscow in dedicated briefcase to stop Western spies collecting intelligence about his health. Can you imagine so, who has that job? I think that's is that like is that job if you have that job does that mean you're like highly placed, well trusted, or is that like you're literally on the shit list? You're on Putin's shit list. Like <laughs> you've got it. I'm gonna go highly placed, well trusted. That's what I had to think too. Putin doesn't want somebody that doesn't like playing around in it. Like anybody could just get it and play around in his poop. All right. So, so, so here, here was my question when I heard this. Was first, all right. So, so how does this practically happen? Like, does he just use any bathroom or toilet or whatever? Does he bring the Kohler intelligent toilet with him on his trips? Okay. Well, and he and might it, have the Kohler intelligent toilet. Well, I, I don't know the brand, but it does say it is alleged that Putin either had a private toilet brought along with him during the trips or that he was accompanied to the bathroom by several guards. So so b- both options seem to be uh, available to us here. Maybe he's got that inflatable toilet from that oh, SNL skit that he never even has to use the bathroom. He just has bags that people hand him. <laughs> just... And that's why, well, when it says several guards accompanying him, um, two of them, like, kind of get down on their knees, join arms, and make yeah. kind of like a human toilet bowl. <laughs> and then one of them sits underneath with the bag. Yeah. It's a foolproof <laughs> so you've got, you've got You've got the two human toilets there. And, and uh, you know, leaving enough gap for the – and then just high enough off the ground for the guy to go underneath with the bag. That's why they, that's why it takes three guards. There, there is also a, a tidbit here in the story about how in Vienna when Putin was visiting and it was some sort of event at uh, the the art museum which is called something else in German. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Uh, and Julia Louise Dreyfus was told by museum staff that the president had arrived with his own private bathroom and a porta potty. Wait, what? Was why? This, why was is Julia Louise Dreyfus in the story? Uh, uh, unclear. Unclear. She was at an event in Germany with Putin. Maybe she was there with Crenshaw. I don't know. Uh, She's friends with this... Putin. Well, apparently, maybe that's the main takeaway from this story. I, not that he is conscious about his poop, but that Julia Louis Dreyfus is <laughs> friends. What if he's just like a huge Seinfeld friend fan? <laughs> you know, Putin is actually going to be in the next season of uh, what's that called? Having coffee in comedians driving cars. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Love it. He's like, he's like, I've got a great Seinfeld uh, episode pitch for you. <laughs> um, dictator brings his own toilet and and keeps like and, and his his bodyguards uh, you know extract all of his poop from any bathroom that he uses i i also have another story this one is uh, from uh, the bbc world news where uh, it has to do with cancer and how you can check your own poo in order to determine if you have cancer or not. At first, I was a little bit offended because... Right, you don't even pre- have to send it off to a doctor now. No, <laughs> you have intelligent, intelligent toilets. Yeah. People can do it at home. Doctors. Anyway, and so I was going through this this list, uh, and they have six things that you should look out for. One is like, is there is there blood in your poo? 
I mean, that, that is, something might be wrong if, if that's the case. You have lost weight. Th- that sounds like, you know, you do a web MD search and everything is cancer. I've, I've lost 10 pounds. Lost what can you do? <laughs> it's one of two things. You're either healthier and you're going to live longer or you have or, cancer. Yes, Pick I've one. changed my diet and I've been exercising. <laughs> but this says it's cancer. Then the other one is you feel more tired or dizzy than usual. Which, to me, is just an indication of a good night out. Trans, wait, flag, do you want to shout transition? Transition! Ryan. So I got an email. I'm talking about starting businesses all the time, and branding is important. I got an email, uh, the title of which was Billion Dollar Branding with Tommy Hilfiger. And so this, I don't remember who sent the email. It's from some lady, but she's obviously very important. She got a chance to have lunch with Tommy Hilfiger. And because of his impressive track record, she wanted to know his biggest tips for branding, his three biggest branding tips. Number so one. The, 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 is this branding, is this question, is this personal branding <laughs> or, or like company branding? Because, hey, because we well, all – or Twitter branding. Y- yes, Just it could be brand. any kind of uh, – <laughs> it could be any – it could be any branding that you want to do. Number one. Have a unique idea. It has to be extremely different. I think a lot of people today don't do this. There you go. Number two, use a great logo. Create something people will remember. Think of the Nike swoosh or the McDonald's golden arches. I wouldn't overthink this when you're starting out. But as you grow your brand, your logo will be very important. This is indispensable advice. Like I don't know, I don't know where else you could get this kind of. You 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 want to have a you have to have a great logo, and so where do you where 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 can you come up with a great logo? Look at other great logos. You need to be extremely different. Look at other great logos and do what they did. We we have a trash bin flag. What's the mascot of Skidmore College? The thoroughbred. The horse. It's it's Are are there like male? thoroughbreds and lady thoroughbreds or how how do they how do they manage that well i mean you have to ask the thoroughbred what it identifies as (laughs) his third tip uh it's really this is i think this brings it all together give the customer what they want before they know it (laughs) so before they know it before they know it and you you have to give them like you have to figure out like, so, like you're talking about some Santa Claus shit. You're sneaking into people's houses. That sounds a little them stuff right. and, and, and then, and, and, <laughs> oh, you didn't know you wanted that? Uh, are you sure? This is what it's all about. You want to understand your customer better than they understand themselves. Now, stalking, you, you want to stalk your customers. If you can do this, you can sell anything. If you get enough data, if you just you just do enough data harvesting, you can sell your customers. When I asked Tommy what he'd pound into his head if he could talk to his younger 18-year-old self, what Tommy Hilfiger would say to 18-year-old Tommy Hilfiger, I'd really pay attention to the business part of the business in addition to the creative part. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay attention to the business part of the business in addition to the creative part i can't believe I he just know. gave this away for free he just gave it away. i don't know just because this lady had lunch with him what what if you don't pay attention to either side of, of those two things <laughs> you're probably not gonna have 
a business oriented creative business if you don't and and of course we all know thanks to to tom abella we all know the success to twitter branding do do you guys yes. do you guys remember what this is it's don't ever change your avatar ever is yes. one of them yeah well i mean and, i think that's the main one and then you and well then i think it's also you tweet about the same things over and over so that's that how you build know a brand. what to expect from you like weighing your coffee you give people um, what you want good and hard you give always. people you give people what you want that they also actually do want even though they might seem like they don't want it but if you give it to them hard enough they will be like oh okay i guess i did want that <laughs> thank you i can't believe that we are now also a business podcast we are breaking new i know new like we're like we're like oh tommy just gave that away for free but i mean i got the email and now we just gave it away for free too i mean <laughs> yeah. this is the value well, and plus if you think it through i mean that you guys have been doing this on your <laughs> podcast since the beginning right no one knew they wanted this no one <laughs> no one could have possibly known that they wanted to listen to you guys count <laughs> until you started counting and then they're like, oh, my God, I totally want that. This is amazing. I do want yeah, I'm going mean, to listen to this shit for the next four years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, it's, and just, it's, just like, it's just like Steve Jobs. He, he Creating a demand. See, seeing is creating it for your product. I'm the number one expert on the Mac. You say you personally? No, that's what Steve Jobs said when oh. he was fired. <laughs> and they said, like, customers don't want this. And he's like, <laughs> customers don't know what they want. You have to tell them what they want. I forgot that you had a Steve Jobs voice. <laughs> I didn't know you were doing Steve Jobs. Uh, I'm doing um, Ashton Kutcher as uh, Michael Fassbender as Steve uh. Jobs. Oh, uh, Flag, uh, can, can we hear you say razor blades in, in Australian? In Australian? <laughs> the language, Australian, yes. Uh, Australian accent. Let me do it. I can. You try it, and then I'll tell you. I'll teach it to you. Razor blades. Rise up lights. It's pretty good. Just say rise up lights. Rise up lights. <laughs> That's what I said. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. My <laughs> daughter is excellent at the Australian accent. Is there a reason oh, for that? She she's just... gonna have to give us tips now. She watched the mermaid shows when she I was little. There are all these shows about mermaids that are made in Australia. So she got obsessed. And she used to leave uh, Haberman messages on his voicemail in Australia. Yeah, I do remember now that she would leave him messages. What are the mermaid shows? I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about the crocodile hunter? No, no, no. There's one <laughs> called H2O and there's one called Mako Mermaids. Those are the two main Australian mermaid shows. I like I like how that's it's like it's its own thing. Australian yeah. mermaid shows. So it's definitely a genre. Uh, well, uh, speaking speaking of things that the the flags watch, uh, have you watched anything recently, Flag? Have I watched anything recently? Yes. I made my son Stranger watch things? the lives of others last night. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How many times time. was this for him? Was this the uh, first time? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, How old is he? Popular belief. He, I did not force him to watch it when he was six years old. Oh. How old is he now? Seventeen. Seven? Wow. Okay. First time. Did, did, did it like? Did it make him look forward to his Germany trip? It did. It did. Yeah, he enjoyed it. I think. Um, I uh, considered making Jonah watch The Rise of Others recently, or I'm making. I mean, so I had not seen it before I met Flag, 
I've since seen it probably three times. Really? Maybe four. Um, and so yeah, I I I considered when when to have Jonah watch it. He's fourteen, maybe next year. Well, I I will I, I will say this the like a few weeks ago at work, someone was talking about Germany and East Germany and. Uh, I don't remember what the exact topic was, but it was the perfect moment for me to interject and be like, have you seen the lives of others? <laughs> uh, they hadn't. So so I, I, I tried to uh, to push it. Started watching the Reacher, the Amazon series. It's pretty good. I, I watched the that. first couple episodes of that. It was... It, it was like it was it was better than what I thought. I didn't yeah. like I didn't like give it much like I didn't think it was gonna be that good. But it, I no, really it was, it, it was, was really interesting and they uh they really went for it. it. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched a Chinese movie called To Live, which I would recommend. To Live. You, you'll you'll have to give us more. It's just about I mean, this one family's sort of story over the course of the latter half of the 20th century. Um, very is it well about done. assisted suicide? Is it about Kaborkin? No. no. Oh, no. <laughs> to, to live. Oh, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's by this very famous director, Zhang Yimou is his name. And uh, he, he makes pretty good movies. Somewhat, I mean, some of them are controversial because they treat, you know, communism pretty honestly and straightforwardly. But he's, for some reason, he's tolerated by the the party. And he... Uh, How that? He became controversial too because he he's the one who directed the opening ceremonies of the Olympic Games in mm. 2008 or whenever mm. it was. So, um, but anyway, the the movie To Live, it's like mid 90s. It's good, but well worth watching. So did he? I, I have to go back and rewatch the those opening ceremony. Now, did he sneak? Did he sneak in some anti-communist? uh messaging into no. the opening ceremony I, no he didn't i doubt it i doubt it okay did you you have though you have the opening ceremonies on your on your <laughs> iphone oh flag there's this thing <laughs> called youtube that <laughs> i promise you if i typed in 2008 opening ceremony i could watch i could be watching the entire thing <laughs> it's that easy within, within minutes i thought you had the dvds maybe i keep my uh bound transcripts of olympic game opening ceremonies um, you know, next to my bed. Can we talk about my new car now? My new car is not a Volvo, as I talked about in the last Afterglow. It is a Kia. The a 2000, Kia. A 2000, 2022 Kia Sportage. And it's amazing. Half uh, electric? Got, yeah, plug-in hybrid. Uh, sure. I got it two days uh, before uh, midsummer, And my friend and I... I cancelled my plane ticket. I refunded it, and we agreed that oh, we're we're, we're just we're just gonna drive. Uh, and we figured that oh, we're gonna start in the morning morning. But then we had a text conversation. We we're like, it's the day before midsummer, which is what what's the worst travel day in the U.S.? Is it the day before Thanksgiving? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, the day before Thanksgiving. It's essentially like that. The, the highways turn into parking lots. You can't get anywhere. So I went and picked up the car, picked up my bag at home. Then I went and picked up my friend. And then we did the 13-hour drive to get back home overnight. And it was great. It was amazing. It was a great inaugural trip for, for a new Kia. It takes 13 hours to get from where to where? Uh, Sweden from to Sweden. Greater Stockholm area. Uh, to where? To northern, to northern Sweden. Uh, wow. Where I am right now, five kilometers north of the Arctic Circle. 
Let's come. Ah. Great cars. I recommend everyone getting a Kia. Uh, terrific. I don't see why you should drive anything else. It looks it's like, like you have enough room. Behind you. Are there buildings get... north of the Arctic Circle? That... Like civilization? I remember when you bought your TV, you didn't have uh, like what did you do? You had to you had to put it on wheels and and ride your bike and, and drag the TV <laughs> behind you. Is, is no, your, no, no. Is your I, I, SUV I bought, big enough? I bought the car for a day. You did I, buy I, a car for a day. And I, I got it home that way. You Flag, you missed this. When Thomas told us that he bought a Toyota, and then he told us he gave a he gave the Toyota back the next day, we were like, "You bought a Toyota." <laughs> Apparently, they don't rent. They don't. They don't rent. Car, they buy cars for a day. So we we thought. He bought a Toyota hatchback because he said he bought it. What he meant was he rented a car to move some stuff. So we were all congratulating him. Oh, you bought a car. Oh, that's so cool. And then he's like, and then we're like, where's your Toyota? Like, well, I gave it back. I only bought it for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't buy Japanese garbage. Everyone knows Korean is where Korean it's Korean is the way to go. <laughs> Barbecue and cars. Tell us about what, what sort of negotiation goes on with the buying of cars in sweden is there the all the big hand wringing and making an offer and let back me talk to my manager let me year. see if i can get him to take this yeah uh, swedes don't haggle no haggle. so the, it's just he tells you the price and you either accept the price or you leave yeah well i mean if it would have been a used car uh, there might there would have been haggling involved i would have haggled. but when it is a brand new car they have set prices that are really hard to to nudge in in any direction. Well, that makes it uh, okay. much less. But 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 even with used cars, uh, no no one Swedes have not discovered the idea of haggling. How like they, they want to sell you a car, you can actually negotiate with them. They just go and pay whatever it says on the freaking window sticker. It's really annoying. I find it annoying. But but I that think there isn't haggling. You 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 wish there was more haggling. Oh, I want I want the haggling for used cars. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Well, next time I need to buy something, you you come <laughs> here and you haggle for me. Yeah. The I think like That's the so least thing I ever want to do is is haggle, even though I know I'm getting screwed, and I could <laughs> haggle. Like just the idea of it makes me want to throw up, and so I can't do it. So you, I, I'll give you my driver's license. You say you're David Kinney. <laughs> you go in and you haggle for me. Thing that Chris mentioned uh, after I got the car was, oh, did you get the vanity plate? And it had, it hadn't even occurred to me that of course I should get the vanity plate. But, but then the big, the big issue is, what should it say? Uh, do, do you guys have any ideas? Like, what should your vanity plate say? Yeah, on the car, like. It, it can't just say, if I would have gotten it in the U.S., I would have tried to get, like, Swede. But that sure. doesn't really work in not, Sweden. That doesn't really stand out there. That would be pretty funny in Sweden. <laughs> 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 Swede 01. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that actually. Your Swede number one, Junior. <laughs> well, it's not going to be in English, first of all. Well, I mean, it could. Okay. Uh, Swedes are pretty good at English. How about host? <laughs> host of what? Uh, a virus? Host host one dash three. One two three. What one? I mean, no one one, one dash. I mean like one of three. Like one of. Oh three. oh, I'm not sure you can't have slashes or or dashes on it. What's what I said? Oh, 
Yeah, I don't know if you can have dashes. You probably can't. We can probably top that. We yeah. can, we uh, that. Chris's suggestion was bridge. Uh, I I think bridge. I think horse is is another strong candidate. Whore? Whore? Whore. What it? What was that bumper sticker? Horse, horse got, got nothing. nothing. <laughs> Man or <whore> one. <laughs> could go retro with Seinfeld. It could say ass man. Why not? I think there are a lot of possibilities here. People should, you know, write in, call your doctor, tell them what the, the vanity plate should be. Uh, it, it will, we'll, we'll crowdsource this. Flag, we talked a little earlier about uh, superhero movies. I, I understand that you are not a fan. Not particularly, no. I'm kind of over the superhero movie phenomenon. I tried to watch the most recent Spider-Man one and was bored. Hold on. The most recent Spider-Man one. So you're talking about <laughs> Spider-Man Home The one with all the other Spider-Man with Toby, with Toby and Andrew and all the other boys. Okay, that's Spider-Man the boys. third Spider-Man of this Spider-Man series. Right. That Spider-Man like No it. Way Home. But have you seen the first two? Uh, I've probably seen, you know, bits and pieces of the first two when it's been on, but okay. I've never but you knew what was going on. Yeah. It's not like you were going to be lost by the story. Um, <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> but you didn't like it? I like that one. I think I like that one the best of, of the three. Uh, Tom Harding. Tom. I, uh, Tom I mean, I, I guess I like the bits. I like the bits with um, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Those, I think that that was kind of charming and interesting but the rest of it i wasn't that excited about uh, i mean I, I i thought that those were pretty good but i i think i disagree and i would say that the first one probably was the best but i, I don't know if that's because i knew what to expect so the of, tom holland with, one but but they're all good they're, they're all great they're all good i agree but just like flag i've sort of i've sort of left the the superhero uh, movie train bandwagon i don't really watch a whole lot of them do you guys haven't and, seen doctor strange 2 yet pretty good uh i don't multiverse more multiverse stuff america chavez shows up reed richards played by john krasinski he gets a little bit in there where uh he's he's in a different universe where i think it's like that reed in that universe reed richards is like the smartest man in the world instead of tony stark and so like his ultron like is actually good and not evil in that universe (laughs) Uh, 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 right no one cares anyway what a lot of interesting stuff there guys what i wanted to get to was the fact that that family movie night the other day we ended up watching the batman because the batman i i was i was not in charge of the remote and my sister was allowed to choose the movie luckily Uh, lucky for you did. No, I'm sorry. My nephew picked the Batman. Right. Uh, and so we watched it. I, I was really surprised at how good it was. I, I was not expecting it to... I was expecting it to be bad. Turns out that it's like this gritty, very different kind of superhero movie. It's really good. So, Ryan, what anything you want to say that you haven't well, said on the podcast? I, 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 we didn't talk about it on the podcast. Chris oh. and I talked about it months ago. In the same message thread that you were in, and then when you just watched it a few weeks, a couple days ago, you you acted like you were the first one to see it, and that we hadn't had these extended discussions about it already. No, I think it was, I don't know, I liked it in the theater. I took Jonah to see it, because Jonah was, like, really wanting to see that. So I took Jonah, 
in the theater, like, I really liked it. I, like, walked out thinking, man, that's maybe one of the best Batman movies of any of them. And then we rewatched it on HBO Max, and uh, there were some things that were kind of... I still think the performances were great, but some of it, I felt like the director, like, thought I was stupid. Intentionally making me feel dumb. But he, He's not Christopher Nolan. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but I think Pattinson's a good... I think he was a great Bruce Wayne for a dark, gritty Batman. But I think, as I said, I think Robert Pattinson's one of the best actors we have right now. Yeah, I mean, I I think you can really tell in the Twilight movies. Well, I haven't seen the Twilight movies, but he's he uh, you're, has you're been lost. in other things. There's this movie called Good Time, directed by the um, the uh, the Safdie brothers. You what? You liked Uncut Gems. Uh, bef- right, their movie before Uncut Gems was Good Time with Robert Pattinson. It's the same kind of like tense, like uh, a slow burn movie as Uncut Gems, but it's, it's it's starring Robert Pattinson. It's really good. Anything else you guys want to bring up today? What if for your vanity plate? I was just thinking, what if you got the Penis Twins? <laughs> Walk me through that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just. I, I I can't explain to you where that where that came from. I was just trying to think of uh, random nonsense. And it came from a place of love. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, speaking of penises, uh, Ryan recently discovered on Amazon or somewhere a, a product that that you spray okay. apply. What? What's the... Let me go. Let me go get it. right over. It's it's just from the store. Um, it's a uh, there you go. We use it for Lachlan. Oh, um, it's baby powder. Baby powder. But you've well, been putting on it. You've you've taken to putting it on your penis. Zinc, it, it, it's. I just I just simply asked Thomas and Chris if uh, do you guys powder your balls? If you don't, you should, especially in the summer. I'm telling you, you want to well, stay dry and keep. keep Keep the chafing down. You dump a little of this in there. Oh, look at this. this it's it's 89 in your family room, Thomas. You could use some ball yeah. powder. <laughs> like I'm, Le- I'm LeBron James. Every morning. I just open my underwear and I... Is that what the, the baseball baseball players use to make the ball, like like the pitchers? Is is it baby powder? Um, no. that Well, you see batters use chalk sometimes. Um, it's basketball players that use like they'll they'll put chalk. They'll have a bottle like this with chalk, but it's not baby powder. It's chalk. Basketball players. Then what LeBron James will kind of throw up in the air. Rose likes that when she comes downstairs in the morning and sees Ryan <laughs> in the family room naked on the couch clapping, and this cloud is above him. Like what? I just let it settle. He's like what? I mean, yeah. I learned it from Dale Davis. He told me that <laughs> this helps. <laughs> It keeps you fresh. Now I've got this all over me now. Oh my goodness. Uh, Flag, did you, did you watch the, the NBA finals? I did. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty entertaining the, stuff. Yeah. Did, did, did you approve of the outcome? That, that the, uh, best, the best yeah, I mean, player was, in basketball did not I was get to win a title? Kind of indifferent, indifferent to the outcome. I did not have a strong rooting interest either way, but um, it was fun to watch the Warriors play well and. I thought yeah, it was especially after it seemed like once they lost Kevin Durant, a lot of people really wrote them off as yeah. being able to 
and then with Steph Curry having injury issues over the last couple of years and the fact that he was still able to come back and really carry a team and clay yeah. i i'm saying I'd, i would have been happy if either team won um i kind of like jason tatum but i think the warriors winning i think that was that was pretty cool yeah that was cool i like that that guy jordan Poole is impressive too yeah and thomas yeah, i watched the hockey well. uh, you, you watched oh. uh, the hockey when, when we, oh oh that one congratulations to to avs i guess first time since Oh, oh, one or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they do, they do have a Swedish captain. So I'm not, I'm not completely indifferent uh, to them winning. Yeah, I was, no, I was cheering for them. I don't like, like that the, truck. Uh, the that truck, that avalanche won the. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, and so one of the things I saw after it is that uh, so uh, what 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 do uh, the Los Angeles Rams and the Colorado Avalanche have in common? The same owner. The same owner, Stan Kroenke. Um, Stan the man. Doesn't he own um? Doesn't he own a soccer team too? He he owns uh, uh, Matt uh, Matt Robart's club, Arsenal Football Club uh, in oh, the Premier League, which they they have not been close to a title in God knows how long. Uh, so I mean, um, kudos to him for actually winning some titles. I saw someone put together. He won he won the NFL, the NHL, and the NLL. Do, do you guys know what that is? No. The National Lacrosse League. His oh team my gosh. <laughs> Wow, Stan. I think he owns the company that makes Ryan's ball powder. Well, Can someone bing that? That changes well, my mind. I'm I'm all around on on that then. Flag? Yeah. yeah great yeah. great to have you back. Uh, for the next time we have you on, what, what, what can you promise us? Is is it a song? Is it a poem? Is it a a list? A list. I could definitely do a list. A list. Uh, I a was list hoping for things. A list. A list of things. A list of random things in no particular list order. Lists of things. You need to go back to Skidmore and tell them that you need another sabbatical where where you can do what is actually important to you. This is true. I have a question for Ryan about mm. the uh, self checkout. Actually, what if you get like hot food items? like chicken wings or something, do you still go to the self-checkout? I'm, I'm curious why I wouldn't. Well, because then you can't scan it. you got to get the lady to come over and tell you the code no. and all where this. Are you, where are you shopping? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, H-E-B has, you know, they have chicken wings. They have they have a brisket sandwich that you can get that's, uh, that's hot. They're civilized. They put a label on the bottom of it. And so you just grab it. You walk over to the self checkout, you scan the label, and then and then you pay for it. What you, well, but I guess the hot food items that I'm talking about is are the these are items that you yourself put into a container, so it has to. Oh, be like on like a you're talking about like in a buffet situation. Yeah, it's like a self serve hot food stuff. So I was faced with this um, dilemma the other day because that was one of the very few items I had. So I didn't want to get in the foods? regular line. But if I got in the self-checkout line, I would have had to get the lady over to tell me to put in the code and how much does it weigh and all this rigmarole. So it was a, it was a big dilemma. You know, I can't say that I've I, – I have gotten, like, items out of the buffet area at, like, a Whole Foods. And you just run for the exits. You just steal <laughs> Yeah, <them. laughs> I just take it. I, I mean, I just I, – I, no, I mean, they have chairs. I just sit down and start eating. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> – now that I'm thinking about it, they 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 were starting to come toward me with a security <laughs> member as I left, and 
if there's no label, it's, it's free. I, I mean, why are you allowing me to? No, um, so the only time I've ever done this, H-E-B doesn't have any a buffet situation like that. So that's where I do most of my shopping and most of my self-checkout. Um, at Whole Foods, you take it, there's like, there's a separate counter, like right where the buffet is, and you've got to take it to that person. And that guy has to check. It's not a regular checkout. It's like, you know, it's it's more like a restaurant situation where I've done that at Whole Foods. So that's a tough one. Uh, I don't like having to have the lady come over. Yeah. You feel like a rookie. Mm, yeah, because, yeah, you do. You feel stupid. Um, <laughs> and you might as well just go to a regular cashier if, if she's going to have to come over anyway. It, it really, really sounds like a design flaw. Like they, they, they should just have a price. You should be able to, or something. You should be able to put in. Yeah, you should be because the, the, the scale is already there. You've already got the yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You should yeah. be able to like hit the screen and say like you know buffet item, weigh it, and then pay without her coming over. That's ooh, we're gonna have to get back in the lab on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, as as long as they remember that they need to have a unique idea, a fancy logo, and what what was the third thing? Uh, focus on the business part of the business as in addition to the creative. <laughs> that may have been the that may have been the thing that you guys didn't pay attention to at the beginning of the podcast. The, the business part of the business. <laughs> Press that one. We and man, if we could go back four years, creative. if I could talk. To my to my 36 year old self and say focus on the business part of the business. No, I mean I I, I like to think that we we did it the the Mark Zuckerberg way way where we 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 wanted people to take part of this and we wanted right. it to grow big and, and you couldn't just and then like, we monetize it afterwards. Yes. You make it cool and then once it's cool, then you monetize it. Yeah, then you, you give it there to and people get, and yeah, convince really them that they want them. it. And need it. you do want this. <laughs> that is all the time we're giving to this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Flag, for coming on again, taking time out of your hectic schedule over there at Skidmore College. <laughs> so hectic. Chris, you suck. Good night. Light the candle. Goodbye. Chris, you suck. Who's Chris, you suck. <laughs>